Close the Loop is your marketing and sales podcast dedicated to growing your business and proving it along the way. Hosted by Kevin Deeney and joined by various guests and subject matter experts. No need to take notes. Just visit the show page on callsource.com to read the transcripts, watch the episodes, or get any links mentioned in the show. Hello, welcome to the Close the Loop podcast. I am really excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about why bother with UTM parameters, which is something that comes up a lot and something that I think is a little bit of a complex topic to unravel. And with me, I have a very special guest today. I have Jeff Sauer. He's the founder of Data Driven. He's an agency owner, business coach. He's blogger of Jeffalytics, if you've ever heard of that. That's how I found him. He's a lecturer and a recently retired digital nomad after four years on the road. He is a firm believer in data-driven marketing. Jeff's work has been featured in many industry publications and best of lists. Jeff has had 50,000 or more digital marketers enroll in his Google certification programs. He has delivered over 100 keynote presentations and workshops in 20 countries. So thank you and welcome to our podcast, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me. So to set the stage a little bit, let's properly define what we're talking about when we say UTM parameters. So every business that wants to drive more traffic to their website could really improve by what we're talking about today, which is implementing and making sure you're using and and bothering with UTM parameters. They're essential, I think, for quantifying and refining marketing campaigns. So there's that aspect to it if you're in the marketing side. I think it becomes easier to justify marketing expenditures when you can prove the lift or what channels traffic is coming from, the conversions that are coming from like your website traffic or campaign efforts. And that makes it a lot easier to make a business decision around, should we put money into this marketing campaign? Should we put money into this ad? Or is this source of traffic worthwhile? Some of them are short-term decisions, right? Like if this thing is happening or better than that. And But most marketing is longer term. So bothering with UTM parameters today has a profound impact on what will maybe take place months down the road. The first question I have, Jeff, you can jump in on this, is why are businesses, you think, not bothering to take the time to use UTM parameters? I think the reason why is oftentimes that it's either a business or the marketing team doesn't even know they exist or that they're part of the the process for tracking your marketing or that there's no process to say every time we drive traffic back to our website, every time we run a campaign, every time we are on a podcast or do a paid search ad, that we need to make sure that we're tracking that. Now, the reason why that happens is because Google Analytics is so easy to use. You know, For example, if you were to go to Google Analytics now and install it on your site, all you need is a Google account or an email address, and then it says, Take this piece of code, put it on your site, and you're tracking. And that's fantastic. It's a feat. It's amazing that we have that at our disposal, that we can do that. But because that piece of code gives you this security blanket or the safety net saying you put it on your site and you're tracking data, and they make it so easy, that'd be like option one. They don't tell you about option 1B or C or option two or the things that you need to do, the configurations that will make Google Analytics speak the language you want it to and to work for you. And so what happens is, and and it's compounded even further, whereas you install 
the snippet of Google Analytics and then you hook it up to Google Ads or you hook it up to your SEO campaigns and then they'll tell you that you have traffic from Google. <laughs> They're very good at telling you that Google drove you traffic, either through the search engine organic results or through paid media, because they make it a one click to set up Google. But all the other traffic to your site, whether it's from Facebook, their major ad competitor, or if it's from an email campaign you send, or if it's from being on a guest on a podcast or a direct mail piece you send, any other way you send somebody to your site, Google Analytics not only doesn't know that you sent that traffic, but they, they don't tell you that you should be tagging that or keeping track of it. And so they make it easy to make Google the center of the world, the universe, because when you think Google's the center of the universe, you're gonna probably spend more money with Google ads. It's the reason why they give the tool away for free, but they don't give you the, the follow-up to say, the next thing you need to do is to make all the rest of your data make sense. And so this is one of probably the of three configurations that I recommend as a mandatory way to make Google Analytics make more sense for your business. And that is campaign tracking or UTM parameters. When I was thinking about this topic for the last weekend and uh, my wife asked about it, I was like, okay, so UTM parameters, you put them in the URL. And she's like, what's the URL? And I was like, okay, let's go back a step <laughs> But when you put a link in an email, let's say, and you want people to click on it, um, that link is the URL, like a, a link in URL kind of uh, synonymous. And then the UTM information is just added dimensional details that are on the link that tell us more about it. Now, if we have multiple emails going out, we may want to know which email. If we have some emails associated with one single campaign, we might want to know what campaign it was. And so the UTM parameters are that extra added context. And I know you mentioned, oh, there's maybe three things that you may recommend when someone sets up the GA. Did you want to just, I guess, touch on what those other ones are just so we put it in context? What If UTMs are important in the top three, maybe what are the other two things or... Absolutely. Google Analytics is easy to install. And then these UTM parameters are what I call campaign tracking allows you to identify the source of traffic to your site. And so in Google Analytics that we all use what I call Google Analytics 3, or the, the classic Google Analytics that's been around for a while, there's the ABC reports, acquisition, behavior, and conversion. And the ABC is like basically you need to acquire traffic to your site. Campaign helps you identify the traffic. So the, the additional configuration you wanna do for the A's of the ABC reports is where did that traffic come from? The B is behavior, it's what did they do on your site? What did they do while they were visiting your site? Did they click on the call to action button? Did they scroll a certain amount? Did they go to your site and leave? Another, I guess, widely known secret, but little known, secret when you're first getting started with GA is that Google Analytics only tracks page views. They don't track what happens within a page. And so you could spend 45 minutes inside of a page clicking around on every button and Google wouldn't track that unless you gave them supplemental tracking, which is called event tracking. And so the second thing to consider is event tracking to make your behavior reports cleaner. And so tracking what's within a page instead of just the fact that the page was served up. And then the C one, the conversion one is setting up goals to help Google know what outcomes happened when somebody came to your site. And so a goal is basically saying, did somebody convert or not? And then we, we the definition of conversion for me is that somebody took a favorable action that is designed to help you make more money or make more of the result you're looking for to fuel your economic engine. And that requires configuration too. 
And so there's these three things that are uber important, like almost, almost like I wouldn't use Google Analytics if I didn't do all three of those things that Google doesn't even tell you about. <laughs> and so that's why anytime that somebody says, hey, how does this work? Can you do a podcast to talk about this? I'm like, yeah, I want everybody to know this because I love Google Analytics, but also I want you to do it in a way that enables you to get more actions that fuel your economic engine, whether it's leads or sales or or any number of things. You can't do more if you don't know the outcome that happened. The part I was always struggling with in explaining this is like, there's so much good information in there and a lot of businesses work a little different than one of them may want leads. Some of them may like have more of an interest in getting someone to the, to a cart, an e-commerce son of a business. Another one may be trying to segment the people who get there so they can refine a later audience for a later ad or something like that. Like there, there may be a lot of layers, like an informational part of the site, the traffic that gets there comes from a source. And that's like the first, that's one of the first legs of, Getting someone to the website is where they came from. UTM parameters help inform us about that, that insight. Businesses may feel like, man, UTMs are a lot of work. You're telling me I have to put something on the end of all my links? That could be a lot of work uh, if I'm doing a lot of campaigns or if I have a ton of ads. That seems like a little bit of work. So what's the value add? So question for you would be, how can insights from UTM parameters add value to a myriad of types of businesses? Yeah. Yeah, so I love what you're saying about everybody has a different Google Analytics. If you install Google Analytics, it's the same if you have a five-person cat blog as a million-person-a-month e-commerce website, right? It's the same Google Analytics. And Google's smart, and they can read minds when it comes to searching, but they don't know what you're trying to achieve. You need to tell them what you want, right, what you want to achieve. And so that's a big part there. Now, as far as why you should tell them that, the reason why is pretty simple to me, and that is as a marketer, or if you're running traffic to your site, you want to assign credit for the different activities you do. And so, for example, if you have a, let's just use a round number. If you have a thousand dollar budget to send people to your website or to try to bring in new business, you want to know if you put a hundred dollars into 10 different things, a hundred dollars into a yellow pages ad, into a Google search ad, into Facebook ads, into email marketing, into Say you do $100 into 10 different things. Well, from my experience, not all 10 of those things are going to give you the same results. Some of these things will have a 10x return on your investment. Some of these things will give, give you zero return on your investment. And so the chances are that they all perform the same is, is slim to none. And so if you want to know say that you have $100 you can put into things, would you want to put $100 into 10 different things or would you want to put the whole thousand dollars into the one thing that's working for you, whether that's ads or, or a certain channel. And so the only way you can tell that is if you tell Google Analytics which traffic is coming in. <laughs> if you have to say that this came from email, you have to say this came from advertising, you have to say where it came from. And so the only way you'll know how to divide that pie in a way to get more results is to tell Google that or to tell whatever your analytics tool is. Now, the reason why this is important, and just think about the outcome that can come from that, is if you spend $1,000 on 10 channels, and some of them give you 100% return on your ad spend, some of them give you zero, then you're probably going to average out to $1,000 back. <laughs> so you spend 1000 you get 1000 back. Now, if one of these things has a 100% return every time you do it, then you put 1000 and you get $2,000 back. And so which one would you rather go with? The one where you're sort of hoping that one of these, that they all 
work equally and then you get your thousand dollars back or knowing hey if i put a thousand into this one channel i will get two thousand back i'm riding that one because that's what my business is going to thrive doing you don't know that if you don't use these parameters if you don't track it if you don't feed it good data yeah i've heard it said quite a lot actually attribution is expensive in google analytics case the tool is free you can put the parameter in, that's free. You have attribution. There's lots of built-in really cool tools in Google Analytics to help you do attribution and see the different levels of channels overlapping or channels bringing in traffic and resulting in the ROAS of return on your ad spend or per se, like what channel is lifting my conversions. But at the same time, there is a little bit of effort involved there. Are there any tools or tricks or templates or suggestions you have to make it easier to build the UTM parameters. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. So there's varying levels you can do it. The first thing is to recognize in whatever process you have for sending traffic to your site that you need them. <laughs> and so asking the question, are we tracking this? Asking that before you do a campaign instead of after. And that might sound obvious, but I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and said, hey, we didn't track this. Can you figure it out? And it's like, no, you can't. So you need to have a good source. So you need to do this, commit to doing it. And then every time you, you, you run a campaign. Now, the easiest way to do it, and the one if you're running like one campaign a month or every so often is if you just Google campaign URL builder or Google Analytics campaign builder, there's a tool that's free on Google where you can put in your base URL and then it asks you to put in the five UTM, the five UTM parameters in there, and then it will tell you, it'll build that URL for you. And that's always where I recommend starting. Those five parameters are the source, the medium, which is the source is who sent you the traffic. The medium is how they sent you the traffic. So a source would be like call source sent you the traffic and the medium would be a phone call, let's say. And then a campaign, what is the exact campaign we're running? So you can get down to this is the campaign. It's the July campaign versus the June campaign. Then you have two other ones that are less often used, but they're still, they can be nice for you. One is content. Like what was the content that was displayed on the screen or on the call to action? What was the phone number that they called? What was the tracking number they called? Hint, hint. And then the final one's term. And that's if you're doing paid search, you can actually put in what is the keyword that somebody searched for. So those are the five parameters. And, and I'm, I'm not expecting you to remember them, but that campaign builder tells you, here's the five things. And they even give you examples that are in writing so you can see the embodiment of what I'm talking about. That's definitely the, the starting point. And for most people, if you're doing this a couple times a month or you're doing a big quarterly promotion, just use that tool. Now, if you want to have a history of what URLs you built, what parameters you have, I highly recommend the next step is to create a spreadsheet that captures all those tracking URLs. And if you're an Excel jockey or a Google Sheets jockey, you could actually build those parameters without using Google Sling, just in your own in a spreadsheet. I think that's if you're doing it daily, right? If you're doing it all the time. But if you're just getting started, just use that tool and then paste the final URL into a notebook or a document so you know what you built. That's how I started. And then I eventually was like, okay, I want to standardize these. I want these to have a similar format. I also want to make sure I'm doing them right every time. And then once I was like, okay, I'm not the only one doing this now. I have a team. I need them to be able to have this follow the same standards. Then I was like, okay, here's a, a spreadsheet that everyone will use. And when you put the wrong thing in, it won't let you do it. I built a little 
builder template thing in uh, my spreadsheet guru time, <laughs> I put that together. And that was really helpful to keep it in a standard way. And that way, whenever we jump into Google Analytics, there wasn't like four or five different ways of spelling call source or Facebook. There was one standard and it cleaned up the data quite a bit, uh, especially when you're getting into multiple people, multiple levels of people. But when it's just you and maybe one person or two people doing it, it can it, get using the Google campaign builder tool is really effective. And that's been really helpful. There's also software that you can use too. Like I have a friend who built one called like campaigntracker.io and that software just helps you keep track of it. But I think that that's more when you're at a volume, when you're doing a lot of it. There's tools that will check to make sure the link's working. It's not a broken thing. There's a lot of really cool tools out there to help this may not be so tedious and not be so hard. One thing you did mention, which was when you ignore it, and then you start doing it from that point on is when you can start doing the analysis. You told a story about someone who didn't start track, didn't do any tracking and then asked, okay, now can you tell me what happened with this? Retroactively, you can't really look back and pull out the details unless they were there. That's the way that it works. Privacy is increasing in browsers and technology. So if someone's like, why should I bother with UTM parameters now, possibly if down the road is privacy going to take away all this tracking and is starting now too late, that kind of... Uh, a conflict that someone's having, what would you say to all that? That's an awesome question. I don't recommend losing sleep at night over something you have control over. <laughs> and if you're running a campaign, if you're driving traffic, you have control over where they go to. And so I wouldn't lose sleep over that. And in fact, it's one of the few things that, that will fight through the privacy noise is that if you own that relationship and you're the one that's driving the traffic or renting the traffic from a search engine or from a social network like Facebook, you control that. And so as long as you left that on the field or you did your best to, to make sure that the things you control were done well, you will know how your campaigns perform. There's some traffic that no matter what you do won't show up in your reports properly or that could be a problem, but that's outside of your control. You can do some stuff to try to be as good of a steward as possible, but once it, it's outside of your hands, you're really risk mitigating instead of just like completely um, in control or in the driver's seat. And so UTMs are definitely for when you're in the position of being in the driver's seat. Now, when it comes to privacy, I, I just mentioned or alluded to that UTMs are the one thing that will shine through privacy because you're not really giving up somebody's privacy or violating it by adding those parameters in there. In fact, you're making it more clear as to where they're coming in. Now, the reason why privacy is important here is because Google has a lot of liability if they're storing data or they're giving away data that does violate somebody's privacy. And so they might in the future, they might, or, or a browser even, anybody that, that's in control of data has to be like, they're plugging up holes where somebody can see certain information. And so that's actually what worries me the most is that if they move to plug up holes or to make it so the data is more obscure, you're gonna get more obscure data that's less useful. The only way around that is campaign tracking, it's UTMs. And so it's basically giving you even more signal through the noise. And so the only way to cut through privacy problems and noise and so on is that if you are driving it, you're measuring it, you're tracking it. It makes the value proposition even stronger in my opinion, um, is that it might be the only data you can rely on in the future. Yeah, that's a really powerful statement. And I really like the idea of if it matters, if the marketing, you're spending money, if the performance matters, if any of that matters to you, measurement then must matter. So the cost of doing it 
which can be mostly mitigated, like the time, there is some time investment, but for the most part, it's not too crazy. Once you get it, once you have done it a few times, it becomes a lot easier to do over and over again, or you may have a standard and so it's easy to plug away. There are tools that may make it even easier to do. Some email platform tools have standard UTM parameters that they'll throw in every time so that you don't really have to. Add platforms, however, are called tracking templates, which will allow you to slap on a format at the end of an ad uh, URL for you every time to help mitigate and make that easier. But at the end of the day, they want you to measure it because they want you to see the performance. An ad platform is like, hey, spend money with us. They want you to know it's working. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to be like, why would I spend money here? So they want you to do it. Our company wants you to do it because it shows more granular detail. When you go to ask the question, okay, this is great. I now know what channel it came from, but now I want to know what campaign it came from. I want to know if it came from a paid, an owned, different types of channels, uh, organic, things like that. I want to know that information. The, the types of information that you need come from that additional layer of data and being able to see how people move between them. The question that's going to take us in the next direction I have is where should businesses be using UTM parameters? There's definitely places where you definitely want to use it. There are places where you actually don't have to use it. So I want to talk about where those could be. Let's start about where you probably don't need to use it. You don't need to use it for organic search. If somebody finds your website, Google will discern that pretty well. If you're running Google ads and you're using their auto campaign tracking, you don't need to add UTMs to your URL. They'll do that for you. And then it's not required on social media because if somebody comes to you from Twitter or Facebook, Google Analytics sort of knows that pretty well. Although they don't know what campaign it was. It would just be that the website sent you traffic or that the mobile version sent you traffic. That would be a case for why you'd want it. So it's basically everything else is better with UTMs. So everything else, meaning any email you send out, mostly bulk email. Now you could add it to individual emails you send out, but I wouldn't recommend that because if it's going to one person, you don't really need a campaign tracking. Any social posts that you control, definitely. Any paid social, definitely. Any shortened hyperlink, if you do a bit.ly link or or a shortened link, Definitely put those at the end of it so that the final URL gets those UTMs. That gets over the space or size problem. Any phone call that comes in, any QR code that you put into the marketplace should have it. Any direct mail piece with a vanity URL that redirects to your main site should have it. It's basically anytime that you are trying to get somebody to find you, you should make sure the effort to try to find them is trackable. Because otherwise, you don't really know where your sales can come from. You can't attribute your marketing. And so you basically, you're putting money into the wrong thing. You're allocating your resources inefficiently if you can't track it. And so if you want to know where you should put your resources to get a 10% lift, a 20% lift, a 30% lift, a 100% lift for the money you spend in marketing, this is the only way to do that. I really like laying out each channel. Thank you for putting down and naming the channels and the sources and helping them understand that the channels that we measure a lot of times are the ones where we do have dollars behind, but even the ones we don't have dollars behind are so important, especially if we're running a specific campaign or there's been a lot of team effort behind it. It may not have a cost associated with the ad budget, but there's a cost of time consumption. We spend a lot of time working on something. We want to know how it ended up working out. And Also, some agencies use it uh, 
because they want to differentiate themselves from, let's say, a company that has multiple agencies. They want to be make sure that their traffic is signaled and stands out. And so that's why it's critical being able to see this is the traffic my agency is bringing versus something else. I know that uh, some agencies will do that or you enable that technology or use those parameters to do that. A little question here off something you've said before, which was the ABCs. We've brought someone to your website and let's say you have used the UTM parameters. So I know exactly what campaign they came from. I know, and I brought them to the site. Am I done there? And I would say no, but I was curious if you could elaborate on how the B, the behavior, what they do can then inform a better strategy for the A, for the acquisition. So if, if you've used UTM parameters and you brought them to your website and how could their behavior now help you guide your acquisition strategies and, and help inform what channels are are working because there are some behaviors that are better than others. Yeah, I love it because that is truly why I got into analytics. And so this is an existential thing for me. And that is I used to be only doing paid ads. So I'd pay money to Google and then Google would have this conversion tracking. So we'd bid on a keyword and then it would go to a website and then either they bought or they didn't. Like, like the Wolf of Wall Street, either they buy or they die. In about 2% on the average of the web, we'll end up doing the conversion part. And so that means that you'll send 100 clicks to a website and two of them will do something you want them to do. And then 98%, you'll have no idea. It's a black box. I was attracted to Google Analytics because I wanted to see inside that black box. I wanted to know how the sausage is made. I wanted to know how I won or how I lost, right? I wanted to have more control over my fate because otherwise I'm just guessing. I didn't want to take away the guesswork. And so that middle part is really nice because it, it helps answer the question as to whether that middle 98% was effective or not. And so a few things. One is they say that it takes, I believe, between five and eight times hearing a message to want to buy something. And so to expect that every one of those 100 people is ready to buy would go against your contact strategy. You need to talk to them more often. You need to have multiple touch points. This allows you to see, okay, well, maybe I'm not in the fifth touch point, but did that person scroll down far enough in order to see half the content? Did they spend more than a minute on the page? Did they end up clicking on the, the phone thing, but then not dialing? Or what do they end up doing in that case? Did they hover over the phone number and sort of think about it? Did that give them intent that they were going to per- that they were going to call you? Those are all things you can do within the, the process that will tell you a little bit more about that 98%. And then instead of optimizing towards those two sales or those two leads, whatever you call it, you would optimize towards a better experience for those 98%. And that can be the choice of traffic you send, like in choosing one channel or over the other, or it can be self-reflection and say, okay, our website's not as good as we thought. People are going there and then 98% of them are leaving within five seconds. We have to redo the whole site. We have to redo a landing page, send them to a landing page instead of our homepage, so on and so forth. And so those are all things you can do in between that will give you a better idea as to whether this ad spend is productive or if it was just a complete miss. You mentioned some behaviors there that may not be out of the box tracking by Google that you may have to, let's say you wanted to see who clicked on, on a specific element, like a phone call, a phone number, scroll depth, a video on the page. You want to know, hey, well, what, did people watch this video? There's been some mistakes too, where we put a button on the page where we forgot to put the link in the button. <laughs> it's there, but if you click on it, it does nothing. And so some of those, I almost look at it like there's performance you want to track. You want to see the time on page. You want to see where they scroll. You want to see where they clicked. If they're on a mobile or a desktop or a tablet, you want to see whether the experience was still ideal. And then there's other things that are like marketing of 
insurance, <laughs> which is, okay, this button worked or what happens when they click this button? Does it do what I think it's going to do? If I if they click this thing, does it do like I expect it to do? And it may work fine testing here in our browser here. <laughs> and it may look great here on like our Mac or our screen, but then elsewhere, man, it just doesn't work and it's not as good. And some of that comes packaged in some other tools. I know there's tools that do like oh, heat mapping and stuff like that. And so there's just a lot of stuff you could do in the behavioral area to unravel that black box to see what's in there. And it even going down like a couple of those holes, like diving in there can really reveal a lot about what's working, what's not. And it, it could absolutely point to, we need a new website. <laughs> we need a new concept, a new design. We need something to to change here. And then that could potentially lift it and that could change things. The whole analytics world is is not like a crystal ball of Jeff's going to tell you everything is going to work exactly perfectly right for your business. Neither could I. No one can. It takes so much uh, experimentation. It takes a lot of playing around, fiddling around, <laughs> seeing what's going to work with your your specific audience. If your audience is much older, I know this from working with you know older audiences. You need a larger font size. They can't read this on the page. That might be why they're just sitting there on the top of the frame and not moving down. There's a lot of there's so many things and questioning. Well, why are they doing this? Why aren't they? Why is their mouse stuck on the right side? Or why is this happening? That behavioral element fills in, and I think that's it, it can be such a funny, such an interesting experience. Talking about like personal missions is that data is cheap. It's almost free. I mean, it is free. Google Analytics can give you a lot of data. It's the human element. It's the insights. It's the piecing together what somebody's story might be that is really exciting to me. And it's exciting to many people, but it, but it takes time and effort to do. And you want to get data so that it's not getting in your way. You want to make it so you're getting as clean a data as possible. So then you can do the piecing together the story as to why somebody came in. I'll give you a quick one. And that is the reason why I started doing phone call tracking for my clients is because I'd send them with Google ads to a page and I'd get a couple people filling out the form and I didn't know how to track the phone number. And, and I was not getting credit properly for all the work we were doing, and all the things we were driving. And, and on some clients, they did phone call tracking and other ones they didn't. And it was like 200% of the number of people who filled out forms did phone calls. This is in the home improvement space. And if we wouldn't, have tracked that we would have had zero, like almost no attribution for our ads and they would have had to spend you know a third as much money on ads they wouldn't have thought that it was successful and so you have to start a piece together what is the story here what are we trying to do and then what extra data or information can we put in place to help us confirm that to validate that this is what's happening and so that's how i fell into the world of call tracking is because google analytics does a lot but it doesn't really do everything, right? These things can work together in synergy and in concert, and it leads to a better product and better results and better tracking of results. You're touching on the ABC, the C of the conversions. We talked about the acquisition. We talked about the behavioral elements. The conversion is something where not everything has to be a form. It could be a call. It could be a chat. It could be a text now. It could be a click to get directions. It can be an add to cart. It can be a purchase. It can be a lot of things. And you can miss out if you're not tracking all the ways that your audience converts. If you're just tracking one of them, like, oh, I'm just going to track this form. Well, what about the numbers? What about the <laughs> their support lines? Maybe there's sales lines. Maybe there's a cart. Maybe there's a number in the cart. There's a lot there, but it's important too. 
Is there anything else you wanted to add about the ABCs or about the converting element here? No, I would just look at it as getting past the initial fear of data and the technical piece. There's a lot of software out there that makes this easier than ever. Google Analytics made it easier than ever. Call sources made it easier than ever to track this. They're just asking you to put snippets on your site and so on. If you really want to get geeky and you have a lot of snippets of code, Google Tag Manager is my favorite because it it puts them into containers and then it allows you to do a lot of extendability and communication between systems. That's a really cool thing to do. But start looking at it as how do I track the data that's coming in so that then you can do the fun part, which is saying, how do I get more and better results? And in the companies that have the best results, it's not by chance. They're not lucky. It's not an accident. It's because they say, okay, well, this is good, this information, but how do I get more? They stop doing the things that aren't working or decide to improve them, and they double down on the things that are working. And you can't really do that with any certainty without having this data in your hands. Getting the data is one thing. Fortunately, it's easier than ever now. And then analyzing it is the next thing, which is really important. The the things that it enables you to do are tremendous. And that's where if you meet any resistance or if it's a little bit overwhelming to think about these things, just realize that the feeling in the end, at the end of the day, to know that you put your money in the right spot and that you will get a lift of any percentage, it all happens because you put these steps in place. And so it enables a ton for you. A big takeaway of what you said there for me was this can be fun. This can lift your business. This can drive more traffic. It can drive better behaviors. It can add more conversions, more sales, revenue to your bottom line. Uh, You're already spending money on, uh, I'm talking to you businesses, you're already spending money on your marketing. So knowing what's working, what's not working, being able to cut off the fat and focus on what's important or being able to properly say, this is why we're not getting the results we want, or this is what's holding it back, or this could help us get more performance out of this. A lot of that has to do with UTM parameters. So in that sense, I say it's worth the time. Um, It's valuable. It takes those insights, provides them to you. You need to look at them, understand them, measure them, understanding what's there. But once you get the hang of that, then you're able to really improve performance or reduce something that's friction or causing uh, an issue for your audience to get to wherever they want to get to, which which is ultimately the conversion. They're, you're trying to get them there as fast as they can, and they want to get there as fast as they can, as easy as they can, with as much trust as they possibly can. And you want to get out of the way. So UTM parameters are helping all those things and making that so much easier. We've been able to touch on, I think, why it's important to bother with UTM parameters. Was there anything else you wanted to add on this entire topic or touch on uh, before we close out, Jeff? I think that fun is a key operative here. I tried a lot of stuff in my life as a marketer. I tried a lot of stuff, you know, social, SEO, PPC, call tracking, web design, everything. The one thing that's always made me excited is to have that aha moment to understand human behavior better and how I can mold my website experience, the media we buy, everything we do in order to get humans to do more. And I can only imagine that if you're listening to this podcast and you are a call source customer or a prospective customer, then you're like, okay, I would feel pretty good if I could mold my customer's behavior to do the action I want them to take. I have control of that. It's not just an accident that some companies are doing better than others. 
It's part psychology, it's part data, it's part everything, right? But the fun, the most fun part for me is to realize that this data supports you and it, and it helps you get answers more quickly. We're in an era now, the online world, where you can get data right away. It used to be 50 years ago that you would do something and then you'd know if it worked or not a year later. <laughs> now you can tell if something's working in near real time. And so that's exciting. And that's something I'm like, okay, this is really cool. And I've dedicated my entire career to that feeling and helping other people get that feeling too. I have felt that feeling and I wish I could feel it all the time. The aha moments are so awesome and wonderful. They are tremendous for careers, for businesses. And I want everyone to know you can do it. UTMs are totally doable. And gosh, it opens up the door to so much. Now, if you want to connect with Jeff, if you want to know more about what he does, what he can offer. Jeff, is there any sort of uh, way people can get to know you, connect with you, or find out more about you? Yeah. So I have a website. It's called datadrivenu.com, like data-driven in the, the letter u.com. And it's basically where I teach people the power of both the Google suite of tools and, and Facebook ads and a bunch of other digital marketing areas. But it, it's basically, if you have zero experience at all, or you're more of like an intermediate marketer, either way, if you have no experience with data or some experience or enough to be dangerous, I have several online courses that teach you from the ground up, assuming no knowledge even at the beginning, all the way to where you can be pretty advanced in using Google Analytics, Tag Manager, Google Ads, Facebook Ads. And so Data Driven U is like a, it's an online teaching community. And then you can either get courses one, one at a time. So you could just buy the Google Analytics course, or I have a membership where you can become and, and learn everything from me. And there's in the membership, there's hundreds of hours of content. And so if you were like, this is pretty interesting. I know that I have a long way to go, or I want to learn more of this. I would love to teach you more. And again, I make it accessible. So it's not like everything goes over your head in minute one. We go step by step by step through these things. I'd totally check it out. I've been a follower of Jeffalytics for a long time and I really I get a ton out of it. It's one of those places where I go to and I walk away from it and I have ideas for what I want to implement. I really recommend it. And I really appreciate Jeff, you coming on to our podcast and adding so much value to this and helping, I think, everyone uh, get a better foothold on why UTMs are so important. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me and happy campaign tracking to all of you. 